Welcome to Just Charisma, episode 59. I'm your host, Braden Charisma, and joining me today is Caleb Johansson. How you doing, man? Good. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. Uh, some of you might know him as Joe Lifterson. Uh, so, like, I, yeah. What so, is that? Yeah, what, yeah. <laughs> well, um, Caleb Johansson is kind of more just me, my day-to-day, my personal my personal side, the side that I totally. don't typically let people into. Uh, Joe Lifterson, he's a bit of an ass. He's my <laughs> online persona. Um, he just doesn't really care. Uh, I do try to avoid the racism and the children jokes. I stay away from that. But so every, everything else is pretty much <laughs> yeah. fair game. So okay, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, I, I see a lot of the memes you post, and it's super. They're super funny. So. Yeah, get a little bit offensive, but but uh, it's always the good stuff. Yeah, that's you know? right. Uh, so Caleb, he does a lot. He started uh, powerlifting, and then he transitioned himself once he thought it was right to go to uh, classic physique competing. Right. So like, uh, what, when we talk about how you got into like powerlifting to start, um, well, to start, it was actually out of. Uh, some kind of terrible circumstances. I'd always been into uh, fitness and um, I was into mixed martial arts, martial arts, mostly kickboxing and wrestling. Um, But once I moved up north for work, uh, I found that that kind of training, finding the right clubs for me, um, didn't really work out. Right. Um, So, I was kind of lost for a little while. I was still training, um, but it was all on my own. And there wasn't just, really like a, a regime or anything. It was just kind of no, like it was just me doing my own thing. Yeah. Um, and then uh, in 2010, uh, I went through a divorce, and my ex and my uh, child moved down to Powell River, and I was up in Prince George. Mm, okay. And I didn't handle that very well. I slipped pretty bad into. Uh, depression um, had a lot of anxiety um, and with my work which I won't get into but it's a it, it was a very stressful time for, for me. sure so I was going to the gym that they had there um, at the at my work and someone else started working there that was into powerlifting and I became pretty interested in it um, and I felt like at that time I was so full of anger that I needed right. some kind of release totally and hitting a heavy bag and running just really wasn't cutting it for me. Right. Okay. So I started training with him and after about a year or so, my numbers were getting pretty good and he was trying to convince me to go and compete but I would go online and I would look at what people my size were lifting. Right. And I was like, oh, I'm not lifting that much. And so that was my excuse for not doing it. Okay. So then it was kind of explained to me that those people that you see online that are on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Like the ones that are like, yeah, just like, like running running wheels. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, that's like the point. Zero 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 one percent. Totally. And uh, the rest of us are kind of down yeah. here. Yeah, kinda more like level playing field. Right. Totally. So I decided that I would do my first competition um, finally in 2016. So by okay. by that time, I had actually already moved down to Nanaimo. Um, the powerlifting meet was back up at Prince George. Uh, so I went up there, and I was in the. Um, Submasters division. Okay. And 
and I was competing in the Canadian Powerlifting Federation. And in my first meet, I set the record for squat, bench, and deadlift awesome. um, in the federation um, for my class. Yeah. And so, of course, that's pretty exciting. Of course, yeah. So then I immediately started getting ready for my next meet. Yeah. And uh, so, I again, that was up in Prince George. So I went up there, and when I competed in that one, again, in the Submasters division, I set the all-time Canadian Submasters bench press record across all federations. Oh, wow. I set a new squat record for the Submasters and a new deadlift record for so the Submasters. back-to-back crushing. Yeah. yeah. So things were going really well. Um, and then I uh, got invited to a powerlifting meet out in Ottawa. Is that like nationals? No, it was just an invitational, and there was actually going to be cash prizes oh, for, cool. for the winners. So I was super excited. Um, my training was going really, really well. And then in the last couple of weeks, I felt a bit of a tweak in my uh, right, or sorry, left quad. And I was panicking. I was doing everything I could to heal it up totally. before because I had already paid for everything yeah like everything's so paid for everything was paid for so i was going to ottawa didn't matter yeah um so i uh the whole thing just went so horribly i was doing my my uh, water load as we were traveling and when i booked the flights it was only supposed to take eight hours from nanaimo all the way just to a ottawa. direct flight just yeah. done that is not what happened it ended up being about 18 or 19 hours and I wasn't prepared in any way for that like, kind of a trip, um, especially when I was doing the water load and everything. It, it just wasn't good. So I got to the hotel, um, and then the next day I had to start my water cut. Um, I did big cuts when I did powerlifting, and I wouldn't advise it to anyone. Um, I was typically up around 205 pounds, and I would water cut down to 180 to oh, compete. Wow. And then I would rehydrate and then compete the next day at about 200 pounds again. But your body is not quite the same as it totally. was before your yeah. water cut. You're depleted. So, yeah, I went into my first lift. It was a squat. And because I wasn't feeling very good, I actually lowered my opener by 60 pounds just to just make safe. sure I yeah. had something there. And I went down and I barely got it up. And my leg, I felt something actually like a, like a rip. Mm. And so I was stupid and uh, kind of massaged it out and figured it was nothing and went out for my second lift. And it, I didn't even get out of the hole and I had to be helped out and I was just done. Um, so then I went and I tried to do uh, my bench press still without any leg drive. Yeah. And so I, I didn't, I was actually planning on trying to break um, the all-time open record. So not just the Submasters, but yeah. the open for Canada. And because of that, I, like, I didn't even come close. So that was pretty disheartening. And then I didn't bother doing the deadlifts because yeah. I just didn't want to wreck myself. So that was pretty terrible. So I came home and after the flight, get home and my leg is swollen. It's purple. Um, you can actually oh, see so it's just the like bruising. So bruised, yeah. Oh, it's terrible. It was a it was a good tear. Um, the uh, blood pooled down into my calf, 
uh, didn't go away for a couple weeks. It was pretty awful. Um, so I started doing rehab and that's when I started noticing some changes in my body with the different type of training that I was doing for the rehab. Okay. And then my fiance, Kimberly, she was going to do a bikini show at the Popeye's Fall Classic. Oh yeah. Okay. And so she, when she was doing that, um, which she came in third, by the way, so she, she, qual- to her. she qualified to go for her pro card, but she held off. She's just trying to put on a little bit more muscle and mm-hmm. go back and give it another go. Okay. So, um, but, uh, so when I went there, I saw the guys that I would be competing against if, if I were in that show and I looked at them and I thought, you know, I could do this. Totally, you know, yeah. I, I think I could, I could do this, but I didn't want to be one of those guys that just, says oh i could have beaten those guys i could have oh, done that yeah, or whatever totally. i'm gonna go do this yeah you gotta walk the walk so right? i immediately got into training um i changed my diet um i started i have a lot of friends that have done bodybuilding so i started kind of leeching information off of them um and yeah i, I competed last june uh in uh, the uh van isle classic or sorry, Van Isle Showdown, and I competed in the men's classic physique. I did the uh, true novice, the novice, and the open. Um, I finished third in the true novice, which was odd, but uh, I'm new to the sport, so I didn't argue. But I had, I had a, a few um, pretty recognizable people in the community come and tell me afterwards that they thought that was kind of ridiculous. Totally. Um, but I wasn't going to yeah. bother me. Um, because I had put everything into this show, like, like everything. Well, I mean, like it's your first one. You might as well just put like one hundred and forty percent in, right? Oh, it was it was brutal. I tortured myself. Um, I, there was uh, one day I actually made a video. I was leaving the gym and I was in my car and I had like I was about to cry. I was so tired, so hungry, so worn down. And I just wanted it to be over. Right. Yeah. Um, there's a certain amount of leanness that you get to, and when you get there, your brain is just not functioning your body starts doing weird things okay it's, okay it's really uncomfortable it's not pleasant um, but that's when you know that you're where you need to be yeah which is interesting <laughs> so um yeah so i uh put everything into it i go to this show i finish third in the true novice and then i finish first in the novice and then i finish first in the open and then I was on stage uh, for the overall men's classic physique, and I was against a monster. Um, he's, he was a big guy. He's had a lot of shows, a lot of um, experience. Okay. Uh, and I, um, I think that my physique was definitely um, right with his. I think I was on par, but when I watched videos afterwards of the show, hands down his posing was just like, like top notch fair enough and my posing was more of a bodybuilding style of posing mm-hmm. and okay. less men's classic physique so it, it, that was totally fine by me he more than deserved it um so but i did qualify that i could go to um a pro qualifier but i've decided that i'm going to take this time i I'm pretty honest with myself and I, I I know that I'm not at that level. I'm, I'm just definitely not there and it's going to take a lot of work to get there. So that's what I'm doing. I'm at the gym still, um, all the time. I'm putting in that work, trying to put on more size. Uh, I think I understand the conditioning aspect of it, the diet, everything, 
but I, I need to grow because I basically went from being a power lifter to putting a little bit of training to just dieting down. Yeah, totally. So um, realistically, I was just a power lifter that got shredded and went and competed in a men's classic physique yeah. show. So um, now I'm really trying to uh, fill out uh, my my width this way um, okay. because I'm very thick through a lot of years of squats and deadlifts but I don't really have the the round delts and the mm. flaring lats yeah. so those are things that I'm working on um, I need to work on things like lower quad um, mass okay because um, I do have a lot of the upper and butt yeah from but the, squats uh, and the lower quad and uh, that area is just I need to develop so um, yeah and that's that's the hard part of the sport I think is taking a look at yourself and being brutally honest totally so because like, you'll have a lot of people that are like oh you look amazing like why would you have to do anything but they don't understand that yeah yeah I, I look great I to the average person this is great but to do this you need to be like beyond it's, that it's yeah. totally next level and it takes years so so is there like a certain weight you're trying to hit that, um, like in terms of or anything like that? Or? No, I'm, I'm trying to stay as lean as possible as I as I put on weight. Yeah. Um, which is challenging. Cons- uh, yeah, because I guess because you want to go heavy, but you got to do the volume. Got to put in the volume yeah. too. It's yeah, it's a very very different style training. The the breaks between sets are Minimal. significantly shorter, <laughs> yeah. and the feeling of your muscles is just it's completely different. Um, I do miss feeling the heavy weights in my hands and the rattling plates. Oh, and, totally. Like and, when you get the bar oh, going. I love oh, it. You get the yeah. bar bouncing and the weights hitting the floor. I do miss that tremendously. Um, but there's something about working for that pump and seeing yourself at the end of the workout, like nice and full and you know, you've put in that effort and that work. Totally. Uh, it just makes it. I don't know. It's just it drives me more now. Yeah. I don't, and also I just don't have that same anger in me anymore. Yeah. I my my life is I'm in a different place, uh, so I, I I don't have that same energy to just walk up a, to a bar and just instantly have this adrenaline rush because I have that anger inside of me to go for the lift. Now I just. I don't know. I think I'm just too relaxed to really want to go do that. I mean, it's not a bad thing though. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. Like I'm, I'm, I'm growing as a person. Yeah. So, uh, and yeah. like when I, I remember when I was first working out, when you like, you know, you just do like arm day or something, there's nothing better than going home and you're like, you can't even touch your shoulder yeah. because your arm's so pumped. And exactly. you're just like, oh, I did so good today. Yeah. Like, yeah. I get the gym. I have the big headphones. So I put them on I take them off and put them around my neck when someone wants to talk to me. Then I go to put them back on. And you're like, and I'm like shit. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I regret everything. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. There's that. <laughs> that's cool. And that's kind of like really nice that you and your fiance have something to kind of like work towards together. Yeah. I could not have done my show without her because um, she had just done hers. So, so she, like, she knew what to expect. Yeah. And she helped me out with cooking and she kept me motivated and she really got me there. Um, and I think to be successful, it really, really helps to have that support. Oh, absolutely. Because when, when you're doing your prep, you turn into this horrible person. <laughs> you just do. It's just, yeah, it's just it, what it's happens. the reality. Yeah. Um, I definitely was moody and just non-existent. Uh, it was, I would just sit in the room just like this, just with this death, like just looking like death. And she'd be prepping food for me and making sure I was okay. She was awesome. So that's great. Yeah, it, it was good to have that 
definitely having that uh, like physical and emotional support like and like anything if if you have it there it honestly it motivates you more because then you're just like okay well i'm not just the only person who believes in me that's right and then you're just like if other people believe in me too like i I got this that's right and i think for me um when i when i tell my daughter especially that i'm going to do something yeah, I absolutely have to do it because there's no excuses. No, because you don't want to let her down. That That's you're right. like, yeah, you're role model, and you have to, um, you have to show them the way. Um, totally, you hard work pays off, but you have to put in that work. So, and my daughter saw me um, going through the process as well, and uh, she was happy when it was over too. She was, oh. she was super proud of me. <laughs> of course, yeah, but uh, she was glad it was over. So. Yeah, you really have to have your finances in order and your life in order before you really think about doing um, a lot of shows. Yeah. Uh, because if you're not doing well in your life and you try doing something like that... You're, you're going to half-ass commit because yeah. your priorities will be focused on other things, right? That's right. You'll only be able to put 75% effort totally. in. So you only got 75% yeah, result. Yeah, so, that, so you know, at best you get between third and fifth, right? Instead of when you put 100 and you can really strive for that first place. That's right. So that's cool. Um, So then comparing between the two, like the competitions that you see, uh, how do they have, aside from how they differ, how do they make, how do they make you feel in comparison, like after competing heavy and then competing? Um, I'm a really emotional guy. So after, after both shows, I was pretty emotional, um, stepping on a platform and stepping on the stage. Yeah. Um, but for different reasons, you know, when I did the powerlifting, um, especially the meet in 2017 that I did, um, when I finished those lifts, uh, there was such a feeling of accomplishment because that hard work, the heavy lifting, yeah. the sore body, um, all that had paid off. Um, but it was more of a physical challenge more than mental. Yeah, that makes I had sense. to train my muscles to be stronger. Um, the mental was just my emotions that pushed me. Uh, when I went into bodybuilding, it was way more mental than physical. Because going to the gym, that's like habit to me. Going yeah, to the like, gym is habit. Totally. I'll even, it doesn't matter if I'm competing in anything, I'll continue to go to the gym just because I like it. Um, so that wasn't the problem. The problem was that depletion, the diet and continuing to push yourself and continuing to drop those calories and continuing to up the cardio physically i could do it like i, of course, I could yeah but, but it's just mentally, like mentally you just want to quit and you have to push yourself past that breaking point every day and it, it's it's tough so when that was over it was more of a sense of relief that right. i that i had accomplished it that i i set out to um that was my goal. I set out to um, complete that, and and I did. And once it was done, it just felt like a huge release off of my shoulders. I was totally. just, um, and then of course when you start eating again, yeah, cause I it's guess like your brain opens <laughs> up, and you're yeah, it's, you can see clearly. It's, yeah, it, it was actually amazing. It's almost it's euphoric. Uh, totally. About like two days after. You just have this feeling like you're just floating on air. You feel amazing. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it's really really a trip actually. Uh, where I didn't really have that from the powerlifting, like that much of a um, emotional feel to it. Right. I just I felt that accomplishment 
Um, and then it was like the next day it was carried on. I was done. I think I actually, I competed on the Saturday. I flew home on the Sunday and I was back to the gym on the Monday. Yeah. Training yeah. again because it's, like what else are you gonna do? Yeah, right? <laughs> that's, that's what I do. Yeah. Um, whereas with the uh, the bodybuilding, I finished the show and I gave myself about ten days where I didn't really do much. I just let my body kind of recover. Okay. Um, and then I went back to the gym and even then, I had to go super light because every exercise it felt like my muscles were just gonna tear, like they were painful. Oh yeah. And so I really had to uh, keep myself in check so that I didn't re-injure myself or totally. something silly excuse me so um yeah uh so to answer your question they're just different like totally different. they were both accomplishments and they both felt great but just in different ways okay like powerlifting i felt great like i could finish and go run through a wall and just be like powerful whereas yeah. the bodybuilding was just like i overcame my own self right. mentally yeah so yeah which is cool because it's totally two different like states of like accomplishment totally two like one being totally mental one being you know still mental but mostly physical like yeah that's a very like and you get and, like it's nice to experience both because then you it's just i don't know i feel like that would just develop you as a person just like that much more oh for sure for sure i mean when i was in powerlifting i i mocked bodybuilders because yeah because you're like it's like all show no go yeah and, and in a sense that's true because i'm nowhere as near as strong as i was but my body composition is d definitely more appealing to the eye i was pretty soft looking oh, at yeah. the exact same weight i was yeah back then, your, right? yeah i mean like my roommate dylan like mm. big guy super strong but you know soft to the touch where yeah. yeah where if i were to poke your bicep or something it'd be like my finger's gonna break it's just so strong, right? <laughs> yeah it's different yeah totally different but i mean yeah i was way way stronger as a power lifter obviously because oh, yeah, that's what i was training that, exactly for. specializing so, in it. exactly so yeah whatever you're training for i don't know just kind of go with that let it be yeah if you're bodybuilding stick to the lighter weights guys <laughs> just do it just do it so that's really cool um so caleb this is the part of the show called the motivational moment okay so how would you describe your passion um so i just want to share a quote actually that pretty much speaks directly to what i've been through and what my mindset is um success is not final failure is not fatal it is the courage to continue that counts. So don't be one of those people that sits back and thinks I could do that or I wish I could do that and then not go out and And do like at least try. Just there's it's not gonna kill you to try, but you're gonna live with regrets if you don't. Totally. And I think that's more painful to people than anything, is getting older and looking back on your life and thinking I could have or I should have yeah. um, instead of I did and you know from what I've been through um, you know people might forget and that, that's fine but I'm always going to have those medals and I'm going to have the memories and I'm going to have the pictures and all that kind of oh, stuff yeah. to take with me so when I have my grandchildren or when my daughter gets older and wants to look more into it um, I have those things absolutely, and I can share those memories with them and uh, that's important to me more of uh, just being remembered by people for accomplishments um, I don't know yeah it's like kinda... especially like when you want people to realize like you know remember that you were a go-getter like you were like I want to try this and you went for it mm -hmm. and like 
if you fail, that's that's honestly failing is great. Yep. Like I don't know if you watch Gary Vee at all or anything like that. I don't know. No, but like you know, failing is great because if anything, you learn from it, and then you next time you go at it, you're gonna be better than you were last time, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And like then no one can say that you, or even, at least yourself, being the most hard on yourself, can say you should have tried it or should have yep. done it. Absolutely. I I just um, I have so much respect for the people that I see every day at the gym yeah. putting in the work and, and you don't have to go to the gym. That doesn't, like that doesn't yeah, have to be but it's thing. Just, it is, you know, just, sit there cause you're there. That's right. right. But w- whatever you do in your life, but put in that 100%. I don't care if you're collecting rocks. Yeah. Like, like go rock. collect the coolest rocks on earth, you know, put yourself out there, take some chances. Yeah. Um, because you, you won't regret taking those chances, but you will regret not taking them. Totally, because you definitely will, like, you know, 10 years be like, you'll see somebody else doing what you think you should have been doing. You'll be like, oh, man, if I would have done that, you know, I would have yep. been, I could have been this successful, but it's like, but you didn't. Absolutely. And now moving forward, I don't want to be that guy that also says, I used to do that. I used to do that. <laughs> so that's why you'll still see me at the gym putting in that work, because in my mind, I'm still that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to keep going for a while longer, I think. Yeah. Uh, out of curiosity. Uh, so yeah, like you'd probably be at the gym till what? You you can't till do I, it anymore, right? Till I die. I'll, yeah. If, I agree. If Kimberly will let me, I'll be going there on my walker when I get older. <laughs> so um, it's just... That's just what I do. That's my the social aspect of my life. It's my passion. It's my hobby. It's yeah. it's all those things, and I'm lucky to have that because a lot of people don't don't have that hobby that they they have that they're so passionate about. No, like a um, lot of people just sit at home watching Netflix. Or that's right. And Find something to be passionate about. It, it's it changes your life. It really does. Like like honestly, like if I didn't try this, I probably would be still thinking oh, I should do this. I should do this and. Then I, I start if I start doing it now, I'd be like, why didn't I start this sooner? Yeah, absolutely. And I'd be pissed. But like, like at least I'm starting now. But that's right. Practice. Exactly. So it's great, and yeah, finding that and like you could find a list of like a million or like a hundred things you want to try and just try them. And if one of them sticks out, put a hundred into that one. Absolutely. And like that's always like, which especially for you, it's a good case because you know you're showing your daughter like you know. Don't, you got to not be afraid, grab life by the, you know, balls or the horns or however you mm-hmm. want to describe it to her and just go for it. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Uh, so I appreciate you sharing the motivational moment. Yeah. Um, I was actually curious when you were breaking the records, what, what weights were you setting? Um, so I cut down and I would weigh in at, uh, 82 kilos, okay, which so is 180 pounds yeah. approximately. Um, I had to be under the 82 kilo mark. To like be competing in that to class. To be competing in that yeah. class. Um, so I was competing at that weight. Um, my squat that I did was just with um, sleeves. So not the wraps, but just the sleeves. Yep. It was 506 point something. Um, nice. And my deadlift was 573 point something. And my bench press was 402 points. Oh my something. gosh. Yeah. Those are huge numbers. Like that total is. Yeah. Is like you're over. Pretty close to. Uh, close to 1500. Yeah. Just under 1500. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy to think back and uh, think of myself even doing that. Um, <laughs> just because, like, I'm nowhere near that now um, because it's not what I'm training for, right? It's But it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It, it like, was really cool. I definitely remember seeing you at VI and you were just like pound like repping off like 365 like it was nothing oh, and i yeah. was like oh my gosh like yeah. dream right like, yeah it was pretty messed up <laughs> yeah it was cool um yeah yeah i gotta yeah i gotta thank paulo need for that 
I did my first um, meet without a coach. And, oh yeah, okay. uh, I did all right. I had a buddy helping me actually, Jordan Lintris. He oh, yeah, was okay. helping me out, but uh, I didn't have anyone really programming me or anything like that. And then when I got Paul and he started programming with me, uh, that's when everything kind of changed. I noticed my numbers going up, my form changed, everything was just tighter. Um, yeah. So that's one thing I would advise people to, if you're going to get into one of these sports and you want to compete and be competitive, get yourself a coach. It's... Uh, it's pretty important. Yeah. Um, for myself, I didn't use a coach during my prep, but I did uh, leech a lot of information off of uh, Aaron Jewell, who uh, he has his own um, uh, coaching company now, uh, Jewell Sculpting, out of Victoria. Okay. Um, I used him a lot. I used John Rainey, who's uh, local. <laughs> um, even Adam McKay, yep. who you've had on here, uh, he helped me with my posing. Um, nice. So I, I had a lot of help, uh, and then I followed uh, Lane Norton, who's online, and I followed his prep guide. And if he is, if you're not following him on Instagram, Lane Norton, he is like the guy. If you're wondering about diet, um, he's the most knowledgeable person I've come okay. across. So Lane Norton, look him up. He's fantastic. Cool. I definitely will. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it's. Coaching seems so good. Like I think Ben Borger, he uses coaching, I would imagine, as well. But I, I would think so. Um, but I, I'm not sure what gym he's at. He's at Dolly's. Okay, yeah. so th- there's people there that yeah. can also help, help him with yeah. that. So um, he's around some good people down there for the powerlifting, for sure. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you like, uh, are you prepping for your next, like, physique? Because so, you said it's like a, you um, got invited to the pro one. But yeah, but I'm not, I'm not, not doing that. it yet. No, because I know I'm not there. Um, and I won't just continue just sitting and doing regional events if I'm no, if I don't think I can get to that next level. Okay. Um, I want to be competing for something Absolutely. and have, have a vision. Um, so to get myself even close, it's just going to take time. Yeah. I, I just haven't been in this sport very long, and Absolutely. I'm pretty honest with myself that uh, it, it's going to take some time to put on that mass. It doesn't happen overnight. No. So like t- 10 pounds of muscle takes a long time to yes. put on. So when I'm ready, I'll be ready. I don't really have a time frame set to it. Okay. I will do it again. Yeah. Um, but I will do it when I'm ready to Absolutely. really like, put a run at it. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point you'll be, you'll at least when you're going into it again, you'll know like what kind of like mental kind of attitude you can have. So mm-hmm. you can at least, I mean, I, I don't know if Kimberly's done multiple around you, so she you've probably seen her, like, guess, I guess it gets e- a little easier for her as she c- competes, or do you think it stays about the same? Um, aspects of it become easier, for sure. As your body changes, it adapts better to the type of training that you're doing, and right. then when you go into your diet, it, your body adapts better. Um, easier, though, I think it's always hard. Well, Def- for sure, yeah. yeah definitely nothing. nothing's easy about dieting down the way that you need to. You think in a mental aspect but it gets a little easier? I think mentally you understand it better. You you know what you're going to go through, so you can kind of prepare yourself for it better. Right. Yeah. Whereas the first few times, probably, you just, you don't know. Yeah, right? Like Yeah, so it can be a little stressful. But, yeah, um, definitely the more you do it, it, I guess, yeah, easier. But it's still very difficult. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was the hardest part for you mentally, like going into it? 
Was it just like the dieting? Was it just... Um, well, getting up in front of a few hundred people in some really little shorts was a little bit of a daunting thought. For, for sure. sure, yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've been up in front of, you know, people like 100 people wearing a singlet. But, but you there's know, something you, pretty different about wearing a singlet and wearing a tiny little piece of cloth <laughs> over your junk. So, yeah. Um, there was that, which actually turned out to not be a fear at all. I had no anxiety when I went out. Uh, the lights are so bright that when you go out there, you can't you can see, see the it. crowd anyways. Oh, perfect. So it's like you're just walking into a room and there's bright lights. Cool. You can hear it, but your music is playing too. So Oh, do you wear uh, headphones when you're... No, no, no. no. They, you choose music. So you do uh, oh, okay. a one-minute routine and then uh, so your music's playing. So it's to me, it felt like just in my living room when I was going over my posing routine nice. over and over and yeah. over again, uh, just with brighter lights. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. And what are your thoughts on, like, being orange, I guess? Um, bronze or however well, you want to describe it. <laughs> unfortunately, it's, it's something that you just have to do. Your muscles show better. Yeah, so, I know. It makes sense why they do it. Yeah. I mean, having that color, that didn't bother me. I think the, uh, the most difficult part about the spray tan is... Uh, making sure the sock doesn't fall off your junk when you're uh, getting sprayed. Um, it's it's a little weird to uh, meet a female for the first time and just have a sock and spread your legs and they are just going all up everywhere in there. So that part was a little bit interesting. Uh, I would say that was probably the, the toughest part, I guess, okay. of the spray tan. Yeah. yeah. Does it, like, wash off, or does it... Does yeah, it washes off pretty good. It's it's Some of it does stay, but it lasts for maybe, I don't know, a week tops. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. That's, I've always, like, wondered about it, because, like, I see, like, people competing, like, yourself, and it's just, like, man, like, it's, like, orange, but, like, it's, yeah. it's orange in the lights, but I'm sure it's more tan, like... Or is it's it just pretty, it's pretty, pretty orange? Yeah. yeah, it's it's not uh, my ideal color, but <laughs> like I said, everyone's got that same color. Of course, yeah. So tone. yeah, and so you, you kind of you just have to do it. If I went out there just pale white northern Scandinavian, <laughs> uh, that's not going to look so good. <laughs> no, absolutely not. It's yeah. just I mean, yeah, like you you'll be like, yeah, this guy looks jacked, but then there won't be like you know that leg stri yeah. like muscle striation yeah. on every. Why is he so white? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. six out like sore thumb, but like not in a good way. That's right yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome yeah um so uh, yeah i guess any any tips for anyone going into it um stay consistent be dedicated to it realize that you're gonna have to make a lot of sacrifices to make it happen um but know that if you do those things and give a hundred percent that the feeling of accomplishment you'll get once you get there is totally worth it Nice. I do have to ask, how was that post-meal after the competition? Oh, it was good. It was real good. We went out. Uh, well, it's not even the post-meal. The whole 24 hours there is kind of interesting. So you deplete yourself. You stop drinking water. Yeah. Um, but you go out late at night and you actually have this really um, huge meal. So I, we actually okay. went to the keg and I got a steak and fries nice. and... Uh, had cheesecake and then had some donuts later on and then I uh, went to bed woke up the next morning and my body had just filled out like it was really weird but I was dry because I hadn't drank any water yeah. um, and then I had uh, Kimberly actually she's such an angel she went out and brought me breakfast she brought pancakes and syrup and oh. eggs and all this stuff so she went out I woke up I was getting ready my breakfast comes in so I sat down, ate that, 
and I felt horrible. I felt like I had a belly. <laughs> I was so scared. I was had to be there at 10, and it was about probably 8 o'clock. So I actually messaged Aaron Jewell, and I said, man, I'm feeling bloated. I, I, I don't know what's wrong with my stomach. So I sent him a picture, and he told me, first off, from the picture that I was being ridiculous, and he said, if you feel that way, drink a coffee. I don't drink coffee, right? right he yeah. was like, go drink a coffee and let me know how you feel in about 45 minutes. I'm like, the heck's he talking about? So I'm like, hey, whatever. So I get this black coffee, and I... Like, it's disgusting, it. so right? I'm sipping that back, yeah. and I get it down. I'm like, now I just feel like gross and gross. And then about 30 minutes later, magic happened. Oh yeah. <laughs> I went to the bathroom and everything was better. So, nice. um, yeah, I, I, so there was a lot of eating <laughs> and a lot of just being kind of uncomfortable. And then after the morning show, I went to Fat Burger and I had a burger and more fries and I was allowed to drink a Coke Zero. Um, so that was, that was really nice. No doubt. And, uh, I went back for the nighttime show. Um, so by the time that ended, I was so exhausted and I was so used to eating like just plain rice and oh, chicken yeah. and all these really bland things that the eating I had done just in that period of time kind of had me a little bit wheezy. So I had, I had a little bit of pizza and I think I had some treats or something. Um, I actually went to bed feeling horrible because I'd eaten so much. Um, and then, interestingly, this is something that I didn't know about either. After the show that night, I did all my eating. I woke up about two in the morning and I didn't, I ate all this food, but I didn't hydrate very well. Oh yeah. So I woke up and my arms were cramped up like this. My hamstrings were cramped. So my legs were tucked back <laughs> and I was shaking. It's like my body was in shock and I was like, oh man. And because my brain wasn't working, I looked over and Kimberly was sleeping and I was like, oh, I better not wake her up. She looks tired. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, I think I might have to go to the hospital. And luckily I always sleep with one of these beside me. So I was able to roll over and kind of squeeze it and get some sips in. And uh, then I just fell asleep. And then when I woke up in the morning, I just felt sore. Like... Because your body like, muscles were just like so tight. Well, like I'd been beaten up. It yeah. felt like I'd been in a boxing match, but they punched me everywhere. Um, yeah, it was terrible. Um, but then about two days later, that's when I really started yeah. enjoying food again. Um, and I went for burgers. Burgers is, was my big thing at they're, that time. They're so good. Yeah. Yeah. And before I was never into burgers. So... Um, yeah, bodybuilding turned me into a big burger eater. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, how does it feel to go like so long without water? Well, I had done it before through the water cutting and Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And, and that water cuts actually was way harder. Um, this one was not so bad because, you know, I was still eating and, uh, but with the powerlifting, I started my water cut at about, uh, two o'clock the day before. And so I wouldn't drink any water. I might chew a couple ice cubes. And I also only ate maybe like some leafy greens. So I was pretty hungry too. And then I would uh, go to bed starving, not get a good sleep. Yeah. Wake up at about five in the morning and then run really hot bath with uh, Epsom salts and just do like 20 minutes in, 20 minutes out wrapped in towels until I lost all the weight. And it was... That was hard. That was no really, really hard. So when I had to do that for the bodybuilding, that was nothing. It was way easier. Yeah, because you kind of had an idea of what to expect. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just, yeah. You, it, yeah. yeah. With, it was like water cutting, but without the horrible baths. Yeah, totally. So it was quite easy. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I just wanted to thank you, Caleb, for coming on the show. Well, thanks really, for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, where can the people find you? 
Um, I'm on Instagram at uh, Caleb underscore Joe Lifterson underscore Johansson. Um, so I combine kind of my both sides. Both personas. In there. Yeah. And then if you want to go follow me on Facebook, it's Joe Lifterson. Uh, but if you're easily offended, just probably don't. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> totally. Thank you. Uh, you can find me at Just Charisma on anything. And uh, make sure you check out the rest of the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. Uh, check out the other shows, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you.